laugh every time. Yeah, he's a ball Severson. You're so fucking Swedish, man. Severson. <laughs> Fuck. Severson. Severson. Um, but I heard on there you mentioned you had COVID already. I had it. Yeah. I had it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to talk about too much when I had it. <laughs> really? Uh, we're not recording right now. Yeah, let's just say... I, I have antibodies. That's all I want to say on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want anyone like freak out about. I was quarantined and, and you know did my did my time, but uh, I'd rather not give people make people look at a calendar. You know what I mean? Tell me uh, Oh, I had it. I had it like uh, I guess eight weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I came. I was with someone who had it, and I'd actually yeah I traveled was the part that I don't like to include. And uh, when we got back, we just locked down for. We, we assumed we'd come back positive. It came back positive, and we, uh, I didn't leave the apartment besides to maybe check mail in the, in the lobby for, uh, you know, the, the, the 14 days and uh, yeah. got tested again and had, you know, negative and antibodies and all that. So, yeah. yeah. So you're all, it's all your fault, and <laughs> you, you were the first one in America to have it? Is that I was, uh, yeah, I, I went to 17 cities while I had it. <laughs> Opened a kissing and, booth. Yeah, I did. I did coughing shows at nursing homes. <laughs> Free coughs for everybody. Yeah, this is uh, the, the no masks. No masks involved. All right. So I, I couldn't go up. My daughter just went down for a nap today. I couldn't freaking go get my uh, Apple Watch to. I was try to. How old? I have a fourteen-year-old, a twelve-year-old, and almost twelve months. <laughs> Spaced out. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second wave. Yes. Second wife. Ah. Uh, second wave. Second wife. Final wife. Yeah. Final, final wave. <laughs> no more waves. No more waves. No, it hit me Reese, like yesterday. Is when you say last can mean the final in a sequence, but can also mean the most recent. Uh huh. But it means the most recent because it means the last. Currently. Mm-hmm. Like, the last movie I was in, I always think it just means recent, but it actually means, like... It's not always permanent. Yeah, it just means temporarily the last. Yeah. It means what is currently the last, but there may be new lasts. But I always think of it so interchangeably with recent that I didn't realize it actually retains the first meaning uh, of the final in a sequence, um, even, when, even when meaning recent. I, I, I don't know why that was so conceptually hard. I'd never thought about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. But you do. You already thought of it that way. No, but as you're saying it, it makes, it makes sense. sense. You know, there's another one that fucked with me. I, when I ed- ed- edited math curriculum, when you say five times three, what they mean is it's another way of saying five times three. So like six times shopping, or like so it means three five times. So mm-hmm. times means the number of instances of. Yeah. But I just thought it just, I, I didn't realize that the word I had, I thought times was just what they said. I didn't think it meant, it's just like a, oh, a kind right. of like a Yoda inversion of three, five times, which can also, you can, you can flip the subject to the end and be like f- five times the number three, the number three, five times, which is, you know, f- 15. Right. Yeah. What age group you think would understand that about the best? It took me until my 20s. <laughs> and I was editing curriculum for, for third graders, so whatever, fifth grader, third graders, yeah. Did you ever think about that ever? That blew my mind. Yeah. Or this one I knew already, but the division sign is a fraction with placeholders. 
the dots are just like where the numbers go. I didn't never knew that. So being, basically, being like you put a division side of being like the left side is the numerator and the right side is the denominator, and we just we we, we built like a phantom fraction. Yeah. My so dad was a math teacher, and I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. that one's that one's sensical to me. Son of a gun. So levels are all good for everybody. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know if you uh, if they told you, but. Uh, we go like twenty five to thirty five minutes now. We used to do oh, an good. hour. Great, so cool. So yeah. I can I can go back to my hotel and continue procrastinating, exercising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We it can right all get before the show every time. Always right before the show. We can always get back to that other stuff that was more important, less important. <laughs> I'm not sure. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. Ready? All right. That means we're ready to go, Matthew. We started. We have proper distancing, but. We always did. I feel like this is how it was last time as well. <laughs> you know what? <you're laughs> Man, you were an early adopter to distancing. You were way ahead of the... Stay away from me is, okay. is the motto. Yeah. No Laugh Track podcast. Also, stay away Stay away from me. No, uh, th- this is number episode 385 as I'm nestling in getting comfortable sitting back in my chair here. No Laugh Track podcast. We are socially distanced here on the crowd, uh, on the stage here at Acme Comedy Company Studios. Huh? Huh? Studios. Studios. Podcast studio. Uh huh. How are you today, Matthew Broussard? I'm okay. A little over caffeinated. Uh, Happy to be in Minneapolis for the third time and my first time coming here in the summer. I've only come to the dead of winter because I don't sell enough tickets to do the summer usually. So, <laughs> no, uh, no, you didn't. We'll cut that part out. You don't need to. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just forget the motivation of like you don't need to draw in the winter. In in, in the Midwest, people go out. If it's cold, people go out. That's the the cool part of I learned about cold places is they know if, if you know if it's chilly, we do things, and if it's the summer, we go outside. That's one hundred percent accurate. I always thought that Acme was booked on appearance, and you look like somebody who might go skiing. <laughs> no, that's a that's a good fit. Downhill, I, I do like skiing. Snowboard. Afton? Not, not a snowboard. I mean, not Afton. Aspen. Afton's a small hill in Minnesota. I mean, Aspen. <laughs> I'm a Breckenridge guy. I started skiing in my 30s. I picked it back up. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, I feel like, well, I've gone twice in the past three years. That's that's it for me. There we go. Uh, so I was telling you that we. I listened back to when you were here last year in January. Mm-hmm. So a little bit over a year ago, when there was snow and cold and all that stuff. You were uh, just. I'm gonna get this out of the way. You had had some surgery or something. You were that's swimming right. at the time. We talked about swimming. Where you yeah. and I are both swimmers in the past. That's right. And uh, you weren't doing any uh, that type of exercise at the moment. How are you now physically? Better. Better. A lot better. My shoulder bounced back fully. It looks weird, but it's fully functional. I can do push-ups and lift some upper body weights. Um, Raise your hand when you have something to say. Yeah, which uh, uh, my legs are still weird, but I can I can do most things. I've been city biking around New York. I've been afraid of the subway, so I've just got a city bike, and I didn't. It's so weird because just getting around is all of my exercise and a lot more. Like I need to take days off from like. Going around New York, interesting. It's, it's so much work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you? I need to know. Do you, are you wearing a helmet when you're biking in the city? No, I just bought one. It's coming in. I bought. I bought two, and neither of them fit. So I keep meaning to. So I'm buying. I have another one on the way. Mm-hmm. I know it's very important. It saved my father's life. It's very important. It's for real. Oh yeah. 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 He flew over his handles because his brake fell off. Fourteen miles an hour broke his collarbone forever. Uh, and I saw his helmet, and he would have died looking at his helmet. So. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Well, um, 
Let's get some rush shipping on that thing. I yes. want to keep you safe. Yes. <laughs> Are you about, about a cyclist or? No, no, not not really. Um, I, I have a bike and I think I used it once this year. Okay. Yeah. I'm too busy. As you to, as I told you before we started recording, I have a baby at home. Yeah. That uh, I know you couldn't. You can get the little trailer and pull up behind the bicycle. I had one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, twelve years ago when I had kids that were young. Then. Um, haven't invested in that again this time. Yeah. Just, I like the walks with the stroller. That sounds fun. It is fun. Yeah. It is fun. So, but we're here to talk about you, not me walking with the stroller. Um, I saw your show last night. Thank not here, because there weren't any seats On left. Zoom, yeah. I sold out a, a minimum capacity. Well, that we not, we're okay. It's because of, uh, you know, COVID times here. So it's about 75 seats that they, that uh, if it's full, it's about 75 people in here. Yeah. And it's very spaced out. Yes. It's, it, wonderfully so. I've, yeah. There were some shows that did like lower capacity, but they just still shoved everyone in the first two tiers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is actually islands. So it's I great. watched from Zoom and I am digging that. Oh, cool. How, how many people were on Zoom watching? Can you see? There were like a few thousand. No, I don't know. There were a handful. I don't know, maybe 10 or something oh, okay. watching that's, last night. That's a happy amount. Yeah. yeah. I'm, and I'm happy they provide the option because plenty of people are very concerned about coming out. And that's, you know, they're responsible people like yourself and they're doing the right thing. And- it's, uh, I, you know, health-wise, I, I would not have a problem coming uh-huh. to the club here and watching. I think they're doing a good job, uh, you know, keeping everyone safe. But just... It, to fit into my time, like my life right now, it makes sense for me to stay home and watch the Zoom shows. So they're That's great yeah. that they're available. Have you... So where are you, like... Uh, you're here this week, but where have you been doing shows I've been all? doing park shows in New York. That's really it. No, nothing indoors. New York is very cautious. They don't have uh, any kind of indoor anything. No indoor dining. I mean, you can order inside a restaurant, but yeah, there's no... Everything's yeah, what outdoor. Is the, the, so the the phase that you're in right now in New York phase is... Phase 4 just... They, they basically dialed back the phases, meaning that like what we call Phase 4 is more like a Phase 3, and there's no phases after Phase 4. So <laughs> Phase 4 was supposed to be like gyms and maybe some limited oh. indoor seating, and then the last second, Cuomo was like, yeah, no, Phase 4 is uh, the exact same as Phase 3, except uh, botanical gardens and aquariums are open. <laughs> Actually. Really? Yeah. And they made a really, really weird rule this week at the alcohol board, not this week, yesterday, that comedy shows at bars are not allowed, even outdoor areas, only music. So my girlfriend produces a show. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I saw this. Yeah. She's doing she, shows in the park? No, she's doing shows at the patio of a bar. Okay. Like an outdoor, very spaced out seating bar that you know, it has to serve food as well. Um, but yeah, it's this kind of like minimally seated outdoor thing. Um, on the front patio, and that's not even allowed. But it would be if it was music is the weird part. And I don't see why that's any different. So, Can you come up with any reason on why? Power. No, no no logical reason, but they just want to limit things. And no, a comedy show doesn't seem any more or less dangerous than a music show. I wouldn't think so. So I the risk saw- of, There's a risk of dancing. In a music show, which I think is, I sound like one of the people in Footloose. You know what I mean? <laughs> these, these people dancing is dangerous. It leads to sin and jazz cigarettes. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. 
we're gonna keep the lights up. We yeah. don't might we don't want to risk dancing breaking out. No showing ankles. <laughs> what uh, I saw on I think probably your Instagram, I think, of you walking in front of a tree about to do some stand up in a park. Yeah, stand up New York has been doing park shows like eight a day and they're not like official. There's no microphone. People just happen to be at the place and you know show we just it's it's very communally done. There's no money changing hands, so it's just a chance for comics to perform and so some of those people are just sort of picnicking at the park. Some may already be like, there, but oh, there's hey. been a good turnout. Stand Up New York has a really good um, following okay. and a really good uh, way of communicating with their mailing list and clients. So people show up. Sometimes it's just ten. Sometimes it's like sixty people and spread sixty people spread out in a park is is a big area. So and you said no mics. No mics. How is that working for you? Um, the kids with musical theater degrees are really having their moment. <laughs> the the ones who clearly wanted to be Broadway actors and settled for stand-up, they are killing it. They know how to project. Yeah, I'm the kind of guy who's like, what do I do if I'm not holding a mic? And they're like, two hands means double the action. <laughs> <laughs> Just break dancing. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not up there with both your hands in your pockets, are you? No, I, I still don't know what to do with my hands. I see pictures of myself performing, and I'm just like, what am I doing? Am I praying? What do you... I saw just the uh, Metallica just announced. you see what they're doing? These, no. The, um, they're going to play at the park there. No, they're doing... Um, drive-in, a drive-in theater concert. There's a lot of that with comedy. Oh. However... They're not actually going to be there. It is previously recorded. I, they were actually on Howard Stern this week and, and mentioned, oh, yeah, we recorded it yesterday in a studio. So they recorded a full concert in a studio Monday or Tuesday of this cool. week. At the end of this month, it will be broadcast at drive-in theaters across the country. Oh, that's so really quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on Napster and download their concert. <laughs> So, and then let me give you some more details. I really want to know what you think about this. It's $115. To go into the, the uh, into the drive-in theater to watch this again, they're not there. It's pre-recorded. Uh, One fifteen, and you could have up to six people in the car with you. Apparently, Garth Brooks did something similar a month or so ago. He was the first to do this fake drive-in theater thing. Now, I remember when I was younger. I remember I once went to like a movie, you know, like a regular like AMC movie theater to watch like a Martin Lawrence concert. Show, mm -hmm. You know, like a stand-up concert. You know, he's not there. I'm watching it. I guess it's like that, but... It's like the Tupac hologram. Oh, the Tupac hologram. I just... I don't know. It's not... No, it's, it'd be one thing if it's being simulcast. Yeah. But it's all edited and polished, and I don't know. What do you think about that? I'm clearly showing you how I feel about it. Yeah. I just can't get over $115. Does that seem like a lot? No, it's there's something so beautiful about when a band that's young and rebellious and anti-establishment has a bunch of scrappy young fans and then 30 years on, 40 years on, all those scrappy young fans have disposable income as engineers or sales managers. Yeah. And now Blink-182 tickets cost $150. It was a band for like angsty middle schoolers who go on to become successful adults and the ticket prices change and what was once this big rebellious thing is this yuppie suburban <laughs> like, like you know stifled dad with a you know posters in the basement it's so it's wonderful yeah how about uh, along those lines Rage Against the Machine was going to do a tour right. this summer and the tickets sold out in an instant and they were like 150 they started at 150 yeah Rage like that was a you know talk about an anti-establishment band yeah because all those kids with. Turned in their Che Guevara T-shirts for you know a suit and tie. Yeah, 
Yeah, and have the money. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are the machine. Yeah, SUVs <laughs> in the suburbs. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's the circle of life, and it moves us all. Uh-huh. I love it so much. Isn't that wild? Green Day probably has a similar thing. Yeah, just, oh, I assume so, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. but Metallica, they were so grungy and raw. They were a bunch of 19-year-old kids with cocaine and alcohol problems. And mm-hmm. it was a sound that hadn't existed before. Now they have... And uh, now my brother who grew up on them is, is an aeronautical engineer in Florida. Exactly, like, exactly. Uh, here's a perfect example. And I'm not even making fun of them. We're just, I'm just kind of pointing no, out I'm how happy. things change. Yeah. Uh, I heard in this interview on Stern the other day that... They have their own wine. Mm-hmm. No, whiskey. They have their own whiskey. Metallica whiskey. In the jar. And half of the band sober. <laughs> that's hilarious. Isn't that fantastic? Dave Matthews has a wine, but that's suited. Yeah. Dave Matthews, that's always been, a, yeah, that's, I guess that's not going to change. I always think about how annoying it is as a comedian, how the second I write a joke and tell it, it's like, it's done. I have to write a new one now. Like, there's that pressure to constantly be turning over, and it's so hard to put together material, but then they just expect you to have new stuff right away, at least at a certain level. Maybe not at my level, but like, hour every year. Sure. Which is tough, but imagine being a 46-year-old uh, front man of an emo band having to channel that teenage angst every night into those same lyrics yeah. about a girl who said no to your prom invitation. I know. Whose parents hate you. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, I think that's harder. I, I can't even imagine. To, to feel that every night. Yeah. So at least I get to, I get to, at least my, my content grows with me. But boy, music. How, how often does a band have more than two good albums? Uh, not many, as far as I know. I mean, you ask that, and all, all my brain goes back to is, like, bands from the 60s. Yeah, <laughs> right. Beatles, you know, Rolling Stones. But, like, your favorite bands, do you, like, if they put out a new album, would you be excited about it? Like, I, some, I want to be. You want to be? Yeah, I want to be. How many new albums from your, like, favorite bands you've, like, listened to for more than 10 years you have know you what? been impressed by? There it's, is one. There's a new one please. right now from a band you, you mean the Jayhawks? You familiar with the Jayhawks? I've heard of it, but I don't know their, yeah. It's a Minnesota uh, originally, um, and they have 15 albums, probably. And they, they stay good? Not all. I don't, I will, do not love all of them, mm-hmm. but the most recent one was just a couple weeks old. I've listened to it uh, front to back three times oh, now. That's and, nice And like it. Yeah. And you it's, were, you know, like their 15th album, so, mm-hmm. yeah. But with comedians, usually your favorite one by them is their most recent. I don't know if that's usually, but like, I, I tend to notice them being a little better with each special. Sometimes they'll take a dip. Sure. But then they come roaring back. The Dave also- Chappelle's at his prime, like... Yeah, there's also a thing that if uh, somebody, that's <laughs> interesting, is if somebody does something that you don't like, uh, you know, people tend to, like, turn their backs on them real fast, like, write somebody off. And yeah. I don't even mean canceled, I just mean, like, nah, fuck, now they're doing this, forget it, done, moving on. My friend did that with Pete Davidson, so he had made fit of Staten Island. Exactly, <laughs> perfect that's example. That's where you draw the line? <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> what? <laughs> Your friend from Staten Island. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah Matt. Of, of yeah. course. So you uh, you just perfectly set me up to ask you about the picture I saw of you and your girlfriend and your cat yeah. with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, I saw that on your Instagram. And how the hell did that happen? So he has been doing shows probably about five nights a week at, at a pavilion outdoor uh, show uh, in Yellow Springs, Ohio, which is where he lives. Uh, small, really cool town in Ohio. Um, it was where 846 was filmed, yeah. which if you haven't watched, please watch. Um, but Definitely. he's doing nightly shows there. And since it's one of the you know 
few venues in the country where anyone could do comedy. He's been flying in um, John Stewart, Louis C.K., Chris Rock, Michael Che, Dave Letterman. Yeah, uh, Letterman. Tiffany Haddish, Letterman. That was a big... When he got John, I was like, oh, you don't get to see John. Like, even hang out of the cellar, you're probably never going to see John Stewart perform. Like, most people I'll see come through. Uh, most of, like, the, you know, legends come through. Well, I've heard cellar. people see Chris Rock there. Yeah, yeah Chris that's Rock. I've, yeah, I've definitely seen Chris Rock. I've seen Chris Rock in L.A. Or maybe you might even see Seinfeld, but, like, Letterman. Nuts. That's, that's such a different level. Yeah. Um, so my girlfriend and I were like, we want to go... We, we, we had the idea of, like, let's just... Go down there and you know watch a show. Uh, see if we can get tickets, and we ended up getting tickets. And we watched the show, and the next day we were on the way out of town. We thought, oh, that was it. You know, I had, you know maybe hoped there was a chance I'd get on stage, but knew it was a long shot. And then the next day I was leaving, I got a text from someone who was involved with the show, and it was like, hey, don't leave, come hang out, come meet Dave. And I, I go and we we uh, meet Dave, and we talk for a while, and he was like, uh, uh, I, I he. I, I guess through a vouch of someone behind the scenes, uh, her and I might have what it takes to perform on the show, and I got to perform. So it was very lucky. It was very fortunate. Dave is everything he leads on to be. Like, he is that person often on stage, which yeah. is really rare and really cool. And uh, it was a trip. It was so fun. It was such a different experience. I don't think I'll ever get to be part of something like that again. Oh, what is the? How many people is he bringing into these shows? Like, uh, it's like it, in you know, people outdoor, viewing outdoor. Outdoor. Uh, it's. I think it's like two or three hundred. And, and I suppose it's, it's that every safe. night. Yeah, uh, five nights. I think. I think he takes like Monday, Tuesday off, or something like that. But but he's probably at capacity every. It night. sells out within minutes every single day. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, really famous. <laughs> Like, I think I know famous. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I've met some... I've rubbed elbows with some of them. You know and you're like, oh, that guy's, like, closer to Beyonce than he is yeah. anyone else I know. Uh-huh. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and you said you drove there? You just got in the car? We and- drove, yeah. We went to the car. How far? Nine hours. Nine yeah. hours? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Damn, man. My girlfriend's... My girlfriend likes driving. She was like... We, I was like, we can fly. She was like, nah. We did do the math. It would, it would, we would have had to connect, um, so it would have been seven hours flying. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's driving. So, I mean, flying can suck with those those little. You forget how long it takes to get to the airport and get to the rental car and then drive from the airport. You know? Hey, if you have uh, if you have good company on a road trip, yeah, it can be great. And we brought the cat, right? We have a cat that's very uh, chill. He's a very uh, personable cat. Yeah, that's right. Thank he you for not let's get let's not skip over the cat. Yeah, same password. <laughs> Dave seemed to like him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because everybody travels with their cat across nine-hour road trips he's with good, their cat. He's good at driving. It's a weird thing. Whenever we get in the car, we put a little... Um, <laughs> Don't say it like that. Is he, is he behind the wheel? <laughs> he's good at riding. We have a little ki- a portable kitty litter box, and we always put it in the car. And when we first got him, we were afraid he wouldn't use it in the car, that he'd be, feel weird about it. The second the, the engine starts, he goes and poops every time. Like It's, like, it's his comfort. He it just like better in cars. Fits, fits on the floor? Ah, like in the back seat, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. It f- yeah, it folds up. <laughs> but people were the Chappelle shows. Everyone was wearing masks. I should know it was you know. I, I still want to push for people to be very safe and responsible. I think it's keep your distance and wear wear the masks. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's so important. To, I I, yeah. I 100% agree. Is there? I have the antibodies, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so how... it feels like I have the Mario Star. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel through. like you should have a T-shirt or belt or something that says I made so a, people know that you have uh, COVID antibodies right now? I made a mask that says antibody positivity. <laughs> people don't like it. 
I should sell those, huh? I should, yes. Yeah. Do I have it not with me? I might have even brought it. I feel weird wearing it out because I feel like someone's going to take it the wrong way. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, so um, I listened back. I told you I listened back to the podcast we recorded a year ago. And one of the things you said... I want to get this right here. You basically, you said you were lazy in, in, in reference to two different things. Uh-huh. One was that I said, uh, you're one of the few comedians who doesn't host a podcast. Yeah. And you said, yeah, it's because I'm lazy. And then I also said something. I also asked you if now you were I selling do. any merch at the shows. And you said, no, that's an extra bag to carry on the road. I'm too lazy. I started selling merch. Yeah, I love my merch, actually. I'm really... I finally made something I was excited to sell. It's something that stands alone. It's a t-shirt that does not need any joke to back it up. Actually, it's two. One's illegal. I won't won't say what it is. Um, I saw it on the Zoom last night. Yeah, uh, it's copyright infringement, which makes it more fun to sell because it's like, oh, I can only buy this here. If I sell this online, I'd be in trouble. But uh, the other one is... uh, I guess I could say it's online. It's the champion logo, but it says participant instead. And I think <laughs> I think most, not most people, but I think people who get it appreciate it. So yeah. it's a fun t-shirt to wear around, especially because those champion shirts are so weirdly popular. They're like half the shirts I see in New York is the champion shirts. What a weird brand revival they had. I was going to say, it's a revi- yeah, revival mm-hmm. is a good way to use it. I wore champion 20-some years ago. 90s. Yeah. Like Tommy Hilfiger chaps. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I, I have two more designs I, I'm going to do. I don't want to say them, but uh, one I like. It's the dare. It says dare. And then it says underneath it in parentheses, but ironically. I think that's the next one I'm going to start selling. <laughs> I don't have a joke for it, but I think it speaks for itself. I used to have a uh, – I thought I was um, – I thought this was very cutting edge. When I was probably 18 or 19, I went to some rock show outside rock show and they had a merch stand and i bought a bumper stinker stinker sticker it wasn't a scratch and sniff it was a bumper sticker that said dare with that same logo Mm -hmm. and then it said to think for yourself Ooh, what a rebel rebel oh it's funny because i don't i think it's important you know i think drugs are kind of bad but I think they're kind of good, and I think it's silly that it's either you're either completely against them or completely for them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if people want to hear some of, uh, we talked the last time you were here about some uh, experimenting you had done. So oh, yeah. I encourage people to go back and listen to that. That was episode three twenty five, ah, January of last acid. year. It's available. I love acid. It, it, yeah. <laughs> oh, and I have a podcast. You said mention podcast. I yeah, do a podcast now, only because my girlfriend uh, had the initiative to actually make it happen. But she kicked was, you out of lazy. Yeah. And it was I was really excited about the idea when we had it, and I've, it's been an exciting podcast to do. Um, she started doing stand-up about a year ago. Uh, the podcast is called She Does Stand-Up Too, and we were just getting so many weird looks from people, or I was, when I told them, my girlfriend, who they've all known for you know a couple of years, I said, she's doing stand-up now, and they, all, they give me these weird looks, like I should be upset about it, or I, I don't know. It causes a lot of emotion in comics. I rarely get people going, cool. They're always like, oh, so what's like, I'm, I bet they're all like, oh, you, oh, is she trying to be you? What the I don't fuck? know. Yeah, she, and it's, it's, I, it's been really cool. Away? Like, it does, there is... Um, it, it it's created a couple more issues of contention for us, but I feel like it's eliminated more than it's created. There are moments of like 
tension between any two comics, between any two friends, and I feel like they'd be there anywhere, but they're they're pretty minor. It's mostly we're, we're at such different levels that there's not competition between us. Um, there, it is it is really fun watching the early stages of comedy because you repress so many memories of all the frustrations and mistakes and and uh, you know just just the confusion and and humiliation of it and, and and getting to see all of that again and being able to maybe try to guide someone through it it's been really fun it's been very nostalgic and is uh we're trying to use it kind of as a playbook of like i can't remember exactly what to do at the beginning of comedy or the advice i give but to watch someone do it in real time you can adjust their form you know what i mean of like i couldn't tell you how to swim but if i watched you swim i could be like oh here's what you should do different you know what i mean like so it's 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 it's, it's instructional for her in a way um which i hope is instructional for others who are like uh, starting out in comedy so is a uh, will she be out on the road with you at some point? That's not in the plan. Guest spot. I can see her doing guest spot. She, when she's comfortable hosting, we'll th- think about it. But she has a really good job, so she's not trying to get away. Yeah. Oh, I, right, 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 yeah, right. It's a very good job. Yeah, um, you, have, you have a joke that references she, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Income. And she, she doesn't have a... She's not trying to do it professionally. She just wants to be good at it, which uh, is a way... Can be a way harder task. Yeah, you know I mean, of like it's just like I just want to, I just want to be good at it. I'm like that. Yeah, it's it all started like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Everyone was just like, oh, I'm not trying to make. I just like to be a little bit better at it, and that can lead to a whole world of hurt and joy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see if her ambitions change. Uh, but right now she enjoys it. She's going up a bunch. She's producing her own show, like I said. Yeah. Uh, that sold out the first show. It's there's another one tonight. It's gonna. I think it's gonna sell. It's two tickets from selling out again. Limited capacity, but um, take it. Yeah, and it's it's been nice because uh, she's she's uh, passed at a club. She's doing spots at one of the clubs in town. And, wow. Uh, yeah. The the park show, the only club in town, and <laughs> the club. Yeah. <laughs> and when we travel, it's actually really nice because it means we I get to do. More comedy when we're on the road it usually is like hey we're on vacation together you're not doing spots while we're in portugal now it's let's both go do spots because we both are itching to get up so it means more stage time for me oh this is good yeah and i love doing comedy when i travel even if it's on vacation so very cool yeah very cool so i what is uh is there like what do you see for the future of that podcast uh we're, we're gonna try to do guests now we want to talk about kind of guests from either from how they started in comedy, what what like what was their early stages of open micing and getting getting through like, or comedians in a relationship, especially comedians dating other comedians, and how that affects their relationship, because those are the two big things we're kind of witnessing is sure. the dynamics and just getting started. Then then go find the ones mm-hmm. that have uh, ended their relationships and get there <laughs> right. Seaton and Rosebud, let's get them one together. Uh, <laughs> So I want to say uh, before we yeah before we run out of time here I so I've listened to a couple episodes. Thank you very much. Yes, you're welcome. And one of them uh, actually I li- I was listening to one as I was falling asleep the other night. Then woke up two or three hours later and a different episode was playing where you had a guest. <laughs> yeah, John Marco. Yeah. And it totally threw me off. I was like, what is is this the same? Who's what? Yeah. Like now there's another voice. Anyway, I finished listening to that episode. Uh-huh. Um, and he, that guest, say his name again. John Marco. And he's in a movie with you. Yes. Yeah. I was texting him as this podcast started. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're Tell- in a movie. We were in a movie together called Here Today that filmed in November. 
of uh, 2019 of 2019 and it's I believe being edited in I'm not sure what the distribution will be but it stars uh, Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish as well as Penn Badgley and it's uh, it was really fun it's about comedy it's about comedy writing it's a funny film it's a good it's a drama as well um, I got to be in like five scenes I played Colin Jost basically um, <laughs> it was a, it was an SNL type show and I played the the uh, news anchor slash performer oh um, okay and yeah, that might be in theaters or it might go to streaming, but either way, it's it's one of the coolest things I've got to be a part of, and I'm really excited for it to come out. Nice. Yeah. I just saw that um, today. I just saw the announcement that some movie theaters are going to open back up in a, like the next week or so. Really? In uh, what states? Well, here, here? for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw the list of the movies, and it was like uh, Back to the Future <laughs> was <laughs> one of them. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. But, but there, it was all second. It looked... You know, there might have been some first ones. It's hard for me to keep up with what movies are current yeah. these days. Uh, but it looked like it was happening soon, and they had all of their, you know, all the guidelines. You know, they're mm-hmm. taking temperature and the masks and the yeah. seats separated and all that. So, sounds like that's coming back somewhat. Yay! I yeah, like I'd like for things to come back, but I'd also like for things to be safe. And uh, we're gonna look back on this time. With a lot more knowledge than we have now. <laughs> uh, or in some cases, people, uh, uh, fake knowledge. Yes. God, what a weird... We're in the disinformation age. What a strange time. <laughs> oh, uh, I just... In my back pocket here, I have a... Uh, my wife has a job where she sits at a... Uh, you know, behind a computer all day. Mm-hmm. And she t- talks and does business with people that she has never met in person. And yesterday, one of these guys, a trucker mm-hmm. that she has to deal with, was like, Oh, hey, did you vote yesterday in the primaries? And she said, No, I didn't. And that led... Oh boy, to a fucking speech from this guy about why why she should be voting red and all. It's I have it in my back pocket here. It's wild. This oh, podcast wow. isn't the place for it. I will show you. And if oh, people fun. want to message people who are listening to this and are really interested, I'll be happy to share it with you. Uh, so DM me. I'll be happy to share it with you. I'll take the names out, but I'm not going to do it here. This isn't the place necessarily, but wild. And let me just say that one of the things. <laughs> It's hard to... Would you take someone's argument if they disagreed with you? But, you know, you can have an open mind with stuff, right? It's always Mm -hmm. good to hear people out. You know, I'm not always right about everything. You can learn, certainly. But if someone's argument in print is filled with uh, spelling mistakes that are not like, oh, there maybe we're just typing fast. Uh Uh-huh. Like, uh, here's the perfect example. This is in the first sentence of that this guy wrote to my wife. Uh, he uses the word slaughter. Slaughter. Uh-huh. Like slaughterhouse, uh-huh. for example. How do you spell slaughter? Matthew oh, please tell me he spelled it S-L-O-T-T-E-R. He sure did. Oh, boy. I, I told if her, you were doing that on purpose, that would be kind of brilliant. <laughs> I said, you should write back and ask him, is that someone that slots for a yeah. living? What is a slaughter? <laughs> yeah, the people, the marks at the casino, basically, yeah. <laughs> you know, what the fuck's a slaughter? Yeah. So, yeah, you nailed it. So, it's hard. would you take somebody's arguments here? Would you hear them out when they uh, have... I used to be a big fan of grammar. I'm sure I make mistakes plenty of myself, but it is just a tool of feeling superiority. Correcting someone's grammar is not like it's not a virtuous act, in my opinion. No, but it's not. 
Know your shit. Like, just just be. If you can't get little details correct, why should I agree with a bigger argument? Like, if if someone like for me, it's numbers. If you pull out a stat that's inaccurate, or or pull out a stat that shows you don't understand the math of it very well, um, I I dismiss you as a person. It's not a good trait I have. But if like if you are conflating uh, details and 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 doing genuinely poor math and not understanding why. That's where I get like, no, your opinions don't matter. Yeah. No, no, I can't. I can't listen to you. You're, yeah. you're you're an entirely emotional being, and your factual arguments no hold no weight. Like, so for the record, she has not replied to him yet. She is asking me to help her, and I'm like, I, maybe you just let just let it go. Yeah. I don't know. It's not worth it. You didn't start this. Do you really uh, want to get into it? So. I, I try to remind myself that. We all agree, we, we, for the most part, agree on what we want. We just disagree on how to get there. But there's a small portion of us who has lots of money pow- and power invested in us never getting along. It's You want the drama. You want the partisanship. You want the uh, team um, rivalry. Yeah. That's what that's what people who work in, in press and entertainment, they want as much division as possible and that's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. You start to not see other people as humans, which is where all evil comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now let's cut let's end this podcast immediately on that podcast. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh is there anything else that you'd be mentioning? So we don't know when this movie's coming out. Don't know when this movie's coming out. Um but we do know that you'll be uh headlining here at Acme for the rest of the week. And you can yeah. watch in person. You can come here or if you don't want to, watch on Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be be safe, whatever you yeah, whatever you're comfortable with. Um uh, I'm not doing Monday Ponday right now. I'm taking uh, maybe an indefinite break. It's still online, so you could definitely, if you've never seen it, go check it out. That but, was that was one of the other things. Is you uh, said to me a year ago? You said I don't know how much longer this is going. Yeah. Maybe a year. It's kind of run its course. So it's yeah, taking, I wasn't it's on loving hiatus. it anymore. I didn't. I wasn't very. I could put stuff out, but I wasn't proud of it. Sure. And, uh, it was a weird thing to get into because it was always a finite set. There's yeah. always there's only so many puns that can be made before you start cannibalizing. And or or just dropping in quality. You, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't make a not everything can be a pun. So uh, or or yeah, hold that quality of a good puzzle. Um, Here's the thing: the last thing that we should mention people to check out of yours, your sculpture. That's what I was going to plug. It has the, you having all in its own Instagram account yeah, now. Yeah, cockblock gargoyles. That's been my love. I have two. I lost my photo booth, but I have two more I want to put up, and that's just for fun and for me. And that's I've been trying to be since quarantine started. I've been trying to. Sorry for how cheesy this sounds. Figure out who I am when I'm not a comedian because I haven't been able to perform or really create much. So what what am I? Uh, what do I what do I do? What do I like? And uh, the answer is math and sculpture and, and sci-fi. So those have been my things. I've been learning some math and sculpting a lot and reading. Uh, I'm really bad at reading, so I listen to the audiobook while reading the book because that's the only way I can actually comprehend any of it. But I, it works. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Is there a chime that lets you know when to turn the page? Like those ones when I was a kid. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. <laughs> I feel so dumb doing it. Like just sitting there, just like, like a sensory deprivation tank. Just to, it's my the hard cover is just my subtitles I, I i should make a joke about it but man it's a weird time right now this is i was i you flew yesterday and i'm used to being in my apartment and not really going indoors and in much in new york city um so wearing a mask is something i do when i go outside 
or you know, maybe go to the grocery store, but I, I'm, I'm mostly just outside or in my apartment. So I wore my mask. I got, I put on my mask when I left my apartment, went downstairs, caught an Uber, went to the airport, two flights. I actually had to take a connecting. My flight got screwed up on the second leg yesterday. So the second leg was delayed at a midway, and I had to take an Uber to O'Hare and buy another flight Thanks. to make the show. And then I get to the show, uh, or I get to the club, and I get out of the Uber, and I realize I've been wearing my mask for nine hours, basically. And I realize that right now, even non-smokers can just go outside to breathe. Like, I want to take a smoking break just for mask. something other than my own breath. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate that. I feel like everything. I feel I feel more appreciative of a lot of things during this horrible time. That's but, good. Yeah, that's good. I think I do too. I think I do yeah. too. Uh, and for this podcast, for one, because oh. it was gone for like two months or so when quarantine started. So having it back. Did you ever consider a Zoom online version? If yeah, but it's just I, uh, a lot better in person. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yeah. this stuff over Zoom. Yeah. Those Zoom shows aren't that bad. I've been doing some Zoom shows, and if people, are, if you have a couple big laughers, mic'd. I've been saying on here better than I thought they were going to be. Way better. Watching them, better Especially than I when I was, we knew it had been like two or three months since I'd done comedy. I'm like, this is this is a synthetic. You know what I mean? It might be. It's like K cup coffee. Being like, if I haven't had coffee, it's it's good enough. You know? <laughs> yeah. If there's a shop down the street, obviously I'll prefer the shop down the street. But if this is if this is what we got, this is uh, I'm okay with it. I love it. I love it. All right, we got to wrap it up, Matthew. People come see you this weekend here. Yes, this thank is, you. Come this... come out to Acme. Thanks, man. Thank you. Boom. All right. Otherwise, you're just gonna get mad at me for going too long. Uh, I want to ask you about something I wrote down here. I want to see that message.